A friendly reminder to anyone who's doing meetings over the internet that has more than one microphone plugged into their computer to double check that your software is capturing the right one. I didn't. And that's why my audio on this episode sounds so echoey. It's still all easy to make out, so don't worry, I'll never make this mistake again. Here's the episode. Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. Joining me this time, we have Chi Hang Ma. Hello. And Anne McMaster. Hey, guys. <laughs> and the movie we're breaking down this time is the 1990 Jim Belushi film, Mr. Destiny, that I did not know existed, uh, but was on a list of wish fulfillment films that have wish fulfillment in them somewhere. So I added it to the list for my movies uh, with wishes, and yep, I watched it. Uh, I'll have lots to say about it. <laughs> uh, and you were the one that picked this off this list. Had you seen this one before? No, I just like Michael Caine. I didn't know what I was getting into. He's he's not in this as much as he probably deserves to be. No, no, he's really... <laughs> Sorry, is Michael Caine Batman's uh, person? He, you know he was Alfred about. in the most Alfred, recent incarnation yes. of yep. uh, Batman. Yeah, he's he also a, a British uh, actor. Famous British actor. He was mm-hmm. the Mr. Destiny in this, in that he was like not technically an angel, but basically he was filling mm-hmm. in the angel role in all the films like this. Yeah, or devil. Yeah, he was great. He was one of my favorite parts of this movie. Yeah, I mean, he is a great actor. Uh, this film was loaded with really good actors uh, that. I'm surprised we're all in this. Like Linda Hamilton's in this. Michael Caine's in this. Courtney Cox so, before Courtney Fred. Cox very early in her career is in this. <laughs> that makes a bit more sense just because it's so early. Yeah, yeah. But what a great role she had. I mean, like now we know how much makeup you need to wear to drive a forklift. That was, <laughs> that was useful. Yeah, Iconic as a forklift line lift driver. The obvious casting for a forklift driver. Yeah. Makes perfect you sense. wouldn't want me to fork you to death, would you? Oh. <laughs> I, that was a laugh out loud for me. Yeah. <laughs> In the good it's way? A dad level pun <laughs> to flirt with. Was this a Disney movie, by the way? I don't think so. I think it was. I don't see Disney on it anywhere. It was a Touchstone Pictures. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That explains the fork pun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't think this was intended to be a family film. It. No, it's, I mean it's it's a sort of popcorn they, they by the numbers many, '90s they comedy. Many hopeless things for it to be a family film. Yeah. Mm. Like, what happens to the children? They're gone. Anyway, we'll get to that. I'm, just really upset. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just what about you, Chiang? Had, had you stumbled into this film before? Either. Nope. I only watched it because you asked me to. So we're all we're all coming into this fresh, uh, yep. and, which means I apologize more, I guess, because yeah, I, <laughs> I did no, not care great. for this film. <laughs> There's a reason it wasn't on your list, Maddox. Yeah, <laughs> it's a reason I hadn't heard about it, even though it definitely was within my my lifetime frame. You'd think something with Jim Belushi would have. Uh, he's like a big name in comedy. You'd think that that would have made some of the lists of major comedies, but no, it never was on any list. And that, it's, it's not a why. comedy. That's why. It, this is like, you know, part of that proud tradition of putting really talented comedians in not funny movies 
and watching them <laughs> flounder. It was just, why? If this movie was two hours of, of John Lovitz running down a hallway, I would have watched that. <laughs> that was- I think this thought it was a comedy. Yeah. It oh. starts out as a comedy and then it betrays you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just, they, they kill a dog. Come on. Come on. They and, then, and then the two small children just disappear, like in the alternate timeline when he goes back. And it's just yeah, like it's basically a horror film. It's kind of thank you, thank you, Chiang. Exactly. <laughs> Do you think that was the intent of the filmmakers, though? I feel like they intended to make a comedy. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I saw the attempt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it was in there. It's not what came out, but it's what they were trying to do. It was clearly a comedy. Let me let me look on the IMDb if it's like if they have genre tags. Yeah, it says comedy, fantasy, romance. With a question mark. What they after? thought this was okay. All right. <sighs> uh, and I would argue. I guess fantasy fair, but it's not really romantic or <laughs> No, I would argue it's fantasy because uh, it's basically like one man's wet dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what this movie was. Well said. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to do a quick recap in case anyone didn't watch the movie. Uh, the short is, is that uh, Jim Belushi is <laughs> a, car- car- a normal guy, but he blames all of the hardships of his life on the fact that he missed a single uh, swing of the baseball bat back in high school. And he thinks his life would be better if he had just hit that pitch. He runs into Michael Caine, who is essentially an angel, but not technically an angel, who says that he can change his life so that that's what happened. Does so with magic. Everything in his life seems at first blush to be better, but he slowly learns to value his old life as well. As things escalate, he gets framed for a murder, kills a dog, his own dog, oh my God. but manages through all that to get back his old life, now with a new appreciation, and, and turns out that his life wasn't so bad after all, because it was just, there was a surprise party, that's why no one seemed to remember his birthday. Okay, the dog thing, and you're so right, it was so random. It's like they filmed most of the film, and then we're like, oh shit, the dog, okay, let's just... Let's just throw it in there in the end. Yeah. Because they introduce the, the dog in like one of the first scenes and then we do yeah. not see it at all. And then it dies. And, and it was like a street to... dog now? Yeah. Yeah, I guess without him, it was a street dog. Yeah. Yeah, without him, everyone's a street dog, right? I'm a little angry. I, You know what? I did cry at the end though. I'm, I'm an emotional person and I do appreciate, first of all, the comedy, the physical comedy gags. Uh, I appreciated those. And I did cry at the end. It's just, you know, friends coming together and supporting your birthday like that. That moves me. Yeah, it had the real Hollywood treatment at the end where it's like the nice, happy ending, the It's a Wonderful Life, oh, Mary, you know, and the dog's alive. The dog comes right around the corner, just, you know, and you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, and the music's swelling. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a suck. I got it. It won me. That moment, that's it. Okay, but you did like the physical comedy you said, so I feel like we're going to say a lot of bad things. So let's try to get some nice things out of the way. (laughs) <laughs> what were some of the comedy moments that did stand out for you then, Chiang? What was some of the best physical comedy in there? Uh, the, the part where he, uh, the, the Hercules, the giant dog, stood on his body when he went to go meet the woman. I don't know character's names. Do you know uh, that His part? former wife. His former wife. When he, and when future he knocks wife, on I guess. Door. <laughs> yes. And she opens it and she laughs. She's one of my favorite characters. But even in the end, I was like, oh, no, what did they do to you? Uh, that part, that was very funny. And and the part where he's standing in the mirror doing out of his tie and Michael Caine, his reflection shows up 
and um and Jim goes, Oh God, don't do that to me. I like that. It made me giggle. I laughed at the fact that Michael Caine seemed to show up so often and then disappear immediately. Like he never just stuck around for a conversation. Yeah. He would, yeah. He he spent as much time possible coming up with new ways to, to suddenly show up. <laughs> he was great. I loved him. He he did an amazing job considering he really only had one line, which is the same line over and over again. It's like, well, <laughs> that's the way it is. That's my Michael Caine impersonation, yeah. by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And can we talk exactly about those special like effects? Wow. Those were, I mean, I know it's 1990, but yeah, that was particularly special when he started like, you know, showing how destiny works. <laughs> a series of stars. Gods. Wow. That was great. <laughs> I think that was probably a quarter of the film's budget on CG. In 1990, CG? To get dots like that floating in the air? Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I think my favorite character in the film was uh, his boss, the owner of the company. Oh, yeah. Because oh, he's such yeah. a sweet Mr. Magoo-type old man. Murdered. <laughs> he was yeah. just victimized for the entire film. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. a parody. He of was like man. a human dog, too, where he was just like, oh, what's going on over here? Oh, oh, oh I'm just like looking around. And just yeah. like a sweet little wandering around and curious. Great yeah. character. Very sweet. Great very, character actor. Very funny. And yeah, but I, I mean, okay, wait a minute. I had, this is a question I have about this film. How, how much money is this guy making that he, he basically lives in, in a castle? Like he lives in, looks like Castle Loma and he doesn't even own the company, right? It's, it's, it's repeatedly said it's the old man owns the company. And when we finally see the old man, he like lives in this one bedroom apartment or so it seems. And <laughs> no, I, I thought that was supposed to be his office. That was the old man's office. The old man also has a nice big house. I'm, I'm assuming. I, I, st- I just, this felt very disproportionate that a CEO, well, maybe I'm dreaming. But he, anyway. He's the president of a sports How equipment company. How many baseball bats are these people selling? This is a, this guy lives in Jeff Bezos's house. Basically. This is America that this film takes place in. They sell so many baseball bats. Every, every American citizen needs to own three to five baseball bats <laughs> to, to keep their citizenship. So, you know, that's got to be a lot. Yeah, I thought it was a bit much too, but like, the guy yeah, I, I guess if it is as big of a conglomerate, like I think this company is supposed to be like the same size as a Nike or an Adidas or something. Like it's supposed to be a huge sporting goods company. Right. So, well, I mean, they can afford, you know, to hire Courtney Cox and pay for her makeup to drive that forklift. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they hire models to be forklift drivers. That's got to put you back a bit. Oh, was she a big deal already in 1990? I, I don't know how big a deal she would have been in 1990, mm-hmm. but... Um, this is pre-Ace Ventura, for sure, so... It's, it's still, you know, a more unnecessarily attractive person than you'd need for a forklift operation. Maybe that's just being mean to forklift operators. I'm sure there's some beautiful forklift operators out there. She had already done a lot of acting. I just looked up her IMDb real quick. I don't recognize any of it, <laughs> but she'd already like been a working actor for a while. Yeah. A recurring okay. role on Family Ties, stuff like that. So she wasn't nobody. No. Oh, that rem- like one of my favorite parts of this film uh, were her outfits. Wow. I mean, I didn't know you could put that many sequins on a person. It it was incredible. Oh, and that that moment where, like, she gets out of the car and her red high heels and the music changes to, like, this ominous music. It's like, ooh, a woman in red high heels. Everything's going to go wrong now. 
it was uh, that was a that was a fun cliche I really um, <clears throat> enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed when she showed up with a gun and started shooting at him while he's being arrested by police. And it <laughs> right? seems like the police just went, all right, well, let them sort it out themselves and <laughs> right? didn't try to continue arresting away. him or arrest her or anything. And he, he runs away. She's actively shooting at him and he gets into a convertible that because that's what you do when someone's trying to murder you is get into an open top car oh man yeah that was fun. yeah not great strategies all around no i no. will talk about some of the things that changed in his life that i think i think a lot of other people had ups and downs tangentially to him that the movie didn't pay enough attention to like it it showed how their life changed but it's so egocentric that it stayed on the protagonist and didn't understand the repercussions of that like one that stood out to me his wife has a way nicer house when she's not married to him mm-hmm. linda hamill has a bigger house she has a better job she's head of the union as opposed to being just another factory worker mm-hmm. we've because we see how terrible a character the protagonist is even though she was having a fight with her husband he's probably fine comparatively to how this other guy is i don't know he's yeah he cheated on her. He was her. a whiny little asshole. I hated him. Yeah, I thought she. I thought, yeah, you have a nicer house, but your husband's horrible, and she's like submissive to him. I was like, no, I don't. I didn't. I didn't love. That yeah, either. there were three women. Three women in the entire film, mm-hmm. um, and they were all either just emotional, jealous, or there to be a pretty face, and and shoot shoot him up out of jealousy because they're all so obsessed with him and. And she, the his ex-wife, was by far the best character out of all of them. And even by the end of the movie, she didn't have a backbone. And I was like, oh no, come yeah. on. Yeah, they took Because then she reverts, she reverts to having no backbone, but she yeah, she For the most part, she really did have a backbone. I was like, okay, I'm impressed by this. Yeah, and, and like, then yeah. she didn't. Like, I'm not gonna get your weedies, you all get it tomorrow, right? Like, yeah, and mm-hmm. can we talk about Renee Russo's character for a moment? <laughs> Sure. So Renee Russo, uh, Cindy Joe, the Cindy Joe, the daughter of the owner of the company. Okay. It was interesting that like she was always going to be fine because she was the daughter of a wealthy man. <laughs> like she was always going to marry the the president of the company, no matter who it was. <laughs> yeah, it was just assumed nepotism would make whoever she married the yeah. president of the company. <laughs> yeah, right? you hit the home running baseball, and then you marry the girl with all the money. That's right. that's how life works. She's a prize. It doesn't show how that happened. Like, there was no explanation. It's just assumed like, yeah, you hit a good baseball. So you got to marry Cindy Joe and you became the president of a company. Like that all is obviously connected somehow. And I don't see the dots and lines between those two things at all. <laughs> right. Oh, and I, I love that like um, Belushi's character uh, basically like sleeps with her without hesitation. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> He's so happily married to his wife, apparently. First day, first evening in the new life. Yeah, I'll do that. I, that was like, oh, wow, you've lost me with this guy. Like there's... Yeah. Oh, and at the end of the movie, right after the surprise birthday and she comes in the door with her husband oh, and she yeah. kisses him on the cheek and he's all flustered. Man, I had just finished crying because I was so warmed <laughs> by the surprise party and that fucking shit happens. And it was, was a very dirty moment. Like, it was. What like, was the line? The line was like, oh, I, I, I know you better than you'll ever know or something like that. It's, oh, he's, she says, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get you a present or I didn't get you a better present. He's like, oh, you already gave me oh, that's it. a wonderful present. And that's like, disgusting. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was no. You would hate him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like him. He, I, 
I think the thing I want to point out from this the most is that I don't think he learned the lesson he should have to get the <laughs> ending he got. Because yeah. I don't think he learned that his actions have consequences or that his actions affect other people. Well, he just learned to appreciate the life he had before because he likes the people in it. Yeah, and that's but, why he's still an asshole. Yeah, he's, yeah, still, he's still, still such an asshole. He's still doing things without regard to the consequence of them. That's why I think she, like what you said, Chiang, about this being like a what, what did you say? It's like a wet dream for men. Oh, it's one Perfect. man's one man's yeah. wet dream. Yeah, <laughs> no consequences, happy ending. <laughs> yeah, he's just allowed to do what he wants because he's rich and powerful. And uh, even when those are supposed to have consequences, like his life, you know, if someone tries to frame him for murder or whatever. But then, yeah, no, he just you know, runs away and finds an easy solution to get his life back where he wanted. No growth, no revelations of, you know, maybe he should treat the women in his life better. No, he doesn't learn that. (laughs) He still makes really slimy comments at them in front of them uh, at his birthday party. Do you know the moral moral heart of that film? I'm torn. I think there's, I can't decide whether it is the tow truck driver at the end who's like so lovely and like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. And like, and they, he gives him a car at the end. Like that guy did the right thing and was rewarded. Um. <laughs> so, so in the tradition of break a wish, finding another better movie inside a movie, yes. you want to see the story of, I think Cody, the tow truck driver. Yes. That's, that's the Mr. Destiny. If they make a sequel, which has to be called Mr. Destiny's child, by the way, it should be okay. the tow truck driver. That'd be funny because it would just focus on, he just happens to work in the district around the universal spot where Michael Caine serves his magic drinks. So he's just constantly being called in to do tow truck jobs for people who have had their life changed. Yeah. And eventually catches on about it That'd and be, starts guiding them through I it actually rather than just magically showing up and disappearing. <laughs> yeah, I'd, rather, I'd watch that. That would probably be fun. Uh, I'm aboard with it. Uh, other thing I want to point out uh, that's not important at all. But uh, I really liked the pun Gulf of Mexico for a mini oh, pun. That place, was amazing. But did not like the presentation of the Gulf oh, of Mexico. God. Oh God! At all? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I just imagine like I'm so I'm Chinese. If if it was like a Chinese themed. Oh God! I can't even say that. And everyone had to like wear a rice hat. Oh my God! I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Oh, I even brought yeah. it up, but that's how, that's the equivalent of what that scene was to me. Yeah. Can 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 you think of the sports-based pun that would make that place exist? <laughs> I would only uh, let you do it, but wow. would you want to try to pitch a sports-based pun no, by which no. you could have a mini-putt place or something similar? Nope. No thanks. Okay, fair enough. It shouldn't be done. Uh, it should not have been done, and yet <laughs> it was played off as charming. Uh, Good God. <laughs> what about you? I kind of liked that the magic mechanism in this film was just a mixed drink. Because it makes it possible that the entire thing was just him getting really drunk. Or hallucinating. Or hallucinating. Yeah, because he mixed... Uh, I mean, I don't know of any drinks that you mix together and they come out that white without including any white components. Hmm. So I thought it was soda. You thought it was soda water? Yeah, I thought it was like two syrups and one like club soda. I think he mixed like everything on his bar rail. Like it seemed like he was just had a secret code of different things to mix into it. When I was a bartender, yeah. we called that the six the lotto six forty nine. You just take three random bottles, mix them together, and usually disgusting, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so like the Lotto 629, I never win at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so you think it was a, a, like a fever dream? I don't know. I, I feel like he really was taking on that it's a, it's a wonderful life, um, back to the future. Uh, boy, it's well-trodden territory, isn't it? Uh, it's a Christmas carol. Like, this is what your life would have been like if you had done X or Y. But um, yeah, I felt like, I don't know. Do you think Michael Caine's character was an angel or a devil? I, he, he again. He doesn't <laughs> punish him enough for him to be a devil, right? He's kind of like. I a think steward. he is too kind. Like he, his torture scenario has a couple bad things to it, and then things go worse once he starts making further mistakes. But there's really nothing wrong with the life that Michael Caine gives him, right? He's rich. He's successful. Uh, the only things that are sort of worse about his life is he doesn't have his best friend anymore. But again, he can repair that easily by just talking to his friend again and he's not with his wife he's with another wife who seems fine like she she seems lovely he's interested in her if he didn't if he wasn't just obsessed with the fact that he wanted to find out if his he was upset because he found out his wife had married another man and that caused him to focus on his his wife from his previous life which is just like a weird jealousy possessive thing Oh, I thought that his ex-wife and his ex-best friend gave in way too easily in his new life. Like they just believed this new this new person that he was. I thought that didn't add up. It definitely didn't add up that she, as leader of the union, when he starts, you know, requires her to go on a private date oh, with him ew, that in order gross. to sign the union contract. <laughs> it's so gross, but it was 1990, so I know. Like these, these true, these and she was problems. skeptical. Mm-hmm. She was skeptical. She, was skeptical but she also film. had so much justification to just say, like, no, this is workplace harassment. This is part of the problem. We have a whole section in the new contract about workplace <laughs> harassment like this, section 2.3.9. Yeah, yeah that shit's not the- going to happen in 1990. <laughs> I love that the whole board was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Go for it. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, it has to be alone with her? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Let's go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like he's. he's it is very reasonable to believe that he's like drawing her away to kill her or something. <laughs> and when she when he started listing all the facts that he knew about her and he actually starts winning her over instead of her like being like, no, this is fucked. You're <laughs> so you're, creepy. You're so creepy. I need to get away from you now. Oh, oh fun yeah. fact about that scene. The French waiter made no sense at all. I speak French and there was maybe one or two <laughs> words that were actual French in there. Like I had no idea what he was saying or doing. It was really, it was actually one of my funniest moments, I thought. Really? See, I speak poor French, so I was trying to make it out and being like, oh, I guess I'm not as good as I thought. But you're saying oh, it was no. just straight gibberish? Wow, like, that's awesome. Some... I was like, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rewatch it in slow-mo and <laughs> see if any of it works. But I'm pretty sure it's just what... Hollywood guy. Mm-hmm. What uh, if you could translate roughly based on what you remember what he said? Could you try and translate it? It didn't even right make now? sense. It was like it was like there's just garbage like French sounds. Yeah, French sounds. Yeah. It's like that. Like what? It doesn't mean anything. There's a couple more thrown in there. I'll go back to it. I'll go back to it. I'll get back to you guys. What on earth? Yeah. And I don't why brains or something that they serve in French restaurants. Calf brains, yeah. Is that oh, a so thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. When I oh, lived okay. in Montreal, you could get them at the grocery store. 
what yeah you'd, there'd be like in this there's there was this section in the meat department that it was always oh. a bit like huh where they'd have like bunnies and brains <laughs> sorry this took a turn Maddox and um yeah well, yeah some interesting the people need to know people need to know uh, br- the brains part was not the, the the language was the offensive part to the French the brains thing is on track the brains is oh, totally wow. on track and not bad not bad Oh, you've, you've tried it? It's I not did. bad? I did. Yeah, I did. I lived in Montreal for a while and I, I like to eat. So I, I wanted to try everything. And so, yeah, they're like creamy. Wow. I mean, I respect mm. that. If you're going to cut up a cow, eat all of it. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I don't want to eat any brains. <laughs> I'm a picky eater, though. I guess it's not on principle. I just, yeah, I don't want to eat brains. You're brains so anti-French, like... Maddox. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, any brains, I don't really want to eat them. (laughs) I feel like, I don't feel like that would be a good consistency to me. Feels like it'd be stringy. Yeah. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, Anne said it was soft, didn't you? It's creamy. Yeah, it's creamy. 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 Yeah, that's still, I'm, now I'm imagining it and I'm getting a weird texture in my mouth and I don't like it. I don't like the face I'm making. (laughs) Right? Thinking about eating cat brains. So. That's, that's Thanks, the Anne. legacy of Mr. Destiny. Just a weird taste in your mouth. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't have put yeah. it better. Yep. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to make this slightly more personal for you guys. I think we've discussed a lot of this movie already. At least the things that stood out the most to me. But I want to see if you guys can personalize it a little. Mm, if okay. you got that opportunity to pick one moment in your life that you think you could have changed or done something differently and would ripple through your life. Can you try to play out that scenario? What is a moment that you would change and how do you think it would play out with your life? Wow. Did I I drop too big a bomb too quickly? (laughs) Um, I want a yes and, but honestly, I want to say I don't want to change any part of my life. You could be really small with it. Like I'm sure there's a small mistake that you just think would be better. Okay, let me think. I often regret a meal afterwards, be like, maybe I should have had that cereal for breakfast rather than that. Oh, like a mistake. Like when I saw my girlfriend from high school yesterday and she had a newborn baby and I was like, is that your, I should, I'm 45. And so she is too. I was like, is that yours? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Sorry. I swore. Oh God. Uh, It just came out. And I was like, oh no, I hope that didn't come out cross. Like I would change that moment. Just say congratulations and don't sound like you're looking. Oh God, I'm so happy for her. And also made me feel young. So there was nothing wrong with it. I was just like, wow, that's good job. That's amazing. Wait, did she tell you this is, I'm about to show you a picture of my baby or what did she say before presenting you a picture of a baby? No, no, I was out for one of my walks, right? Because it's COVID, there's nothing to do. And I ran into her and she was with her elder daughter and this brand new baby in a a pram, in a stroller. And I was like... (laughs) That yours? God. Uh, I would change that moment for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's, huh, maybe that's just a testament to who I am as a person, but that's what I would say, and I wouldn't feel bad about it. Oh, like, that would just come out of my mouth, and I wouldn't know that it was necessarily a bad thing to say. Right? No wonder I like you. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> and you said an older daughter, too, so you could be like, uh, oh, which of you is, is this? Oh, God. Oh is that God. worse? Oh, God. Yeah. It's probably worse. Maybe I shouldn't talk to people. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> stay home. I'll, just, I'll stay home. It's best the for The less people safety. who know about your vicious anti-French attitudes, Maddox, the better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a culinary thing. It's not French-specific. I'm just not into adventurous foods. <laughs> What's adventurous uh, to you, Maddox? Yeah. Oh, like, what's the line? Um, most of my diet concerns things either that are a version of pizza. So like pizza, pizza mm-hmm. pockets, pizza bagels, 
uh, or things that have most of the same ingredients like spaghetti, wow. lasagna. Um, yeah. Wow. So they're, Any, they're all like anything without pizza a or cousin to pizza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so a salad would be like outrageous. Very rarely do I eat salads. I don't, I, I try and I can't find things I want to put in them because you can pick your own salad, right? Yeah, so I'll have the lettuce yeah. and I'll be fine with that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put a little cheese, which again is basically just a part of a pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes I put like a couple carrots or broccoli in there. Mm-hmm. And then I've run out of things I want to add into the salad. And then, so just wow, <laughs> that's your bar. So calf's brain is, Way. is, is like a hundred. Yeah. That's pretty it's far away from things that I would eat. What about something like what would be middle of the road, Maddox? Like, um, like would you eat um, escargot? I mean, it's no, I no. don't think I would. No, I would expect that not to taste good. Is that um, caviar egg- sounds bad? Wait, oh no, it's snails, snails, snail. Yeah, escargot is snails. Es- really I think they had escargot really in the film. I think that's no, they had caviar. Caviar is fish caviar, eggs, caviar, right? Yeah, caviar, and yeah, I, I don't think I would eat that. That sounds gross to me. <laughs> Right. All right. So, we, like, um, I actually don't like seafood at all. I'm from the Maritimes. I still don't like lobster. I don't like crab. <laughs> wow. I don't like fish. Wow. So, very narrow diet. Totally. What about a veggie burger? Would that? Would you go crazy? Would you do that? I've had some veggie burgers because, again, it's mostly burger. Um, and then I, I, but I still put like cheese on it. Yeah. To, to move it, get to have one ingredient in common with pizza. Still, at least I guess <laughs> it's gotta, it's gotta at least touch the pizzas. <laughs> circle what about birthday cake what do you do for birthdays i do pizza? i love ice cream cake i guess okay. there's no pizza in that but <laughs> pizza shaped ice cream cake okay but I, normally on a birthday i would have pizza and then ice cream cake for dessert or cake for dessert okay so you'd change that conversation <laughs> you had yesterday yeah with your friend yeah i felt bad about it i, I mean yeah how would that how would that ripple forward? Would you just be better off today? You wouldn't feel you wouldn't be obsessing over it today. I wouldn't be obsessing over it, and like I, you know, yeah, I just think you know, God, just be the happy, <laughs> just be happy with people. <laughs> Make I, I have a rule, which is, and my father taught me this: leave an encounter with a person with that person feeling better than they did when you started, and that stuck. That mm. really stuck with me. And uh, I haven't seen her since high school, and it was like amazing that we just ran into each other and discovered wow. that we are actually neighbors now. Like she's just a few streets over. <laughs> First thing out of my mouth is that. You? <laughs> <laughs> right. oh. Anyway, Natasha, I did a similar one where someone someone mentioned they were pregnant, and I had a pause of like trying to phrase it. So like, is it something you're happy about? Is this a good thing? <laughs> well, that's legitimate, right? Because that's like. That can, that can That's what I way. thought. But once the but I guess the way there. I phrased it, they didn't they didn't seem happy about the way I phrased it. <laughs> Whatever I said. So would you take back that moment, Maddox? Would that be yours? I I know. I think if I were to take back, a, I'm going to say more of like a decision. Mine would be sort of. It's not even because I know I would want the outcome, but it's one I'm curious about. Hmm. Which would be I'd be curious if I didn't do the move to Toronto, mm. try to pursue a current acting. Ooh, if I had stayed in New Brunswick I mean, that's and gone enormous. into computer science. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. And again, I'm feeling like Michael Caine might give me an outsies if I if I don't like it. So I'm very curious to what that life would be. Because oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be all of my like all the people I uh graduated with have like houses and families now. And I'm curious if I'd be happy with that. 
but I also think I might not be. So I might have to just run back and grab a second drink and go back to this one. And it seems like that's fine. According yes. to the movie rules, seems like you can do one undo. It would be but cool. I would be very curious to what my life would be like. Yeah, if, if I, I could get, if you get a pass, if you could visit, that would be cool. Like you didn't have to commit to that other timeline without knowing what happens. That would be very cool. Which, like, cause otherwise which I guess he didn't know he was doing. Yeah, but right. I guess he didn't believe that he was doing the magic at all. So I feel like he got a, he got a view. I should get a view. And see what that would life life would be like. You would own property in New Brunswick. I would own property <laughs> at all. I would. <laughs> I'd, I'd be have a savings account for retirement. I would have so many things that I. You could uh, go outside without fear of getting a virus. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they they've got no cases there again. Uh, I, I could be outside all the time. You could have all the lobster you oh never mind. I don't. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> but they do have really good pizza in the Maritimes. Actually, I love the the chain pizza places are a lot better than the ones they have here. No kidding. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because everyone in New Brunswick hates seafood. <laughs> I, I everyone else seems to like it, but they just like a lot of like. They don't have any pizza pizza there. That that place is trash and they wouldn't stand by it. Well, good on them. Our, our bad pizza is still better than the bad pizza here. Goodness. Uh, what about you though, Chiang? What moment would you change? <laughs> Do you have any ideas? Yeah, I've been sitting here thinking. Um, yes. So, uh, so I grew up in this house with my folks uh, since I was 11. And I used to go to my next door neighbor's house all the time, like for Christmas, for parties and stuff. And she, she was, she's a really, really kind, fun woman. And she actually was pretty instrumental in fostering, you know, kindness and empathy in, in me is one of the, one of the few adults in my life who did that for me. And I, so I went traveling, uh, after university and I, and I had moved out for a little bit and then I came back and. Now I'm this full grown adult person and I see her and I just, I kind of had a, an awkward conversation, an awkward greeting with her. And for some reason, I just feel, I feel like a child again when I'm talking to uh, adults that I, I was a kid around. Do you know what I mean? Like my parents, mm. friends, my fam, my, yeah, my parents, friends, like the people who were adults when I was a kid, I just feel really shy around them. And so I was shy around her and now I'm still shy around her just because I don't know how to act anymore. I don't know. It's so weird, but that's what I would change. I would change. Yeah, so you you matured, but the relationship didn't. And you're, you're wishing that you had maybe kept the relationship up so it could have grown with you or. I wish I could be an adult person with her now. Hmm. I just, yeah, it's, I mean, I could start, I could start tomorrow. I could knock on her door and say hi. And okay, I will. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> This is yeah. a destiny you can shape for yourself. Yeah, I don't this destiny is not gone. Become... Hmm. Yeah. I, I I look forward to hearing uh, if this works. <laughs> Give us an update. We'll update on a part two. Yeah. This is a I hope, real I hope life... she's doing well. Yeah. Check in on her. This is yeah. a real life Mr. <laughs> destiny. Maddox, you are Mr. Destiny. I'm the Mr. Destiny? Yeah. Was I the Mr. Wow. Destiny the whole time and I just didn't know? You just changed. <sighs> you should check your fingers make sure there aren't little white uh, shiny dots coming out of them right now. <laughs> And that cost a million dollars. Dogs. I feel like if I was seeing stars, it would probably be related to a head injury. Um, I don't think <laughs> pizza, right. pizza. <laughs> Yeah, maybe just maybe my diet would cause me to start hallucinating high blood pressure, start seeing spots. <laughs> Doctor comes, he's like, it's, he's bleeding out. Quick, he needs brains. Get me the calf brains. <laughs> <laughs> 
The medicinal power of cat brains, I'm sure. I'm not cat. 10 cc's of cat brains in this man now. Cat, not cat. Cat brains. What? It wasn't it cat brain. I thought you said cat brain. Oh god, no wonder you didn't want no baby cows. Veal. Oh, is that better? Oh, it's way better. I think so. <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't think Maddox, it's better for me. I don't want to eat a brain, regardless. No, no, I, no. It's been recorded, Maddox. You just went. Oh, okay. That's what you I did. Didn't, no. Yes. I said, oh, okay, as in. Okay, I misheard you. I've misunderstood this. I'm still All not right. okay with eating cat brain Urge. or calf brains. Any, I don't okay. want brains. I don't want to eat brains. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's see how next year goes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll take a while before we're down to that alternate food source. Yeah. I so. <laughs> okay. So I've made the change of seeing what my life would be like if I uh, didn't go into the arts. You uh, will... Not ask one silly question to your friend yesterday. Uh, and Chiang will have a more adult relationship with one of her mentors. Yeah. We really went in very different directions with all of ours. Mm. But I think we I all it. still made a better choice uh, than Jim Belushi. <laughs> and I wish I hit a baseball that one time. Yeah, the whole premise didn't make sense. Until Michael Caine blatantly described why that makes a difference and in, in like the turning point uh the point of no return shall we say in movie terms mm-hmm. it's and it's then a I was butterfly like, okay. effect i get how it could happen i don't get why he would think that that is how he would get yes. the life he wants yes you know like yep. if 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 he had traveled back in time and accidentally called it caused himself to hit that baseball and then when he came back to the present he had a different life like, oh, okay, yeah, butterfly effect, everything changed, rippled out of that. Perfect sense. The fact that all these years later, he was obsessed with the idea that he had missed that baseball <laughs> and thought that if I had just hit that baseball in high school, wait, 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 my wait, whole wait. life would be better. Wait. That's insane. You don't, you guys don't, haven't had that moment in your life where you're like, oh my God, if I had just done that one thing differently, you don't have that sliding doors moment that's what i was just asking you about earlier and you came up with yesterday i've talked to my friend I was, yeah i was just trying to be silly no there's like, <laughs> a real like a real real one then and, tell me your real one okay stop fighting <laughs> <laughs> children yeah, I, children now now yeah okay thank you um yeah no i had a real moment like many of them like should i um when i was 18 i was living in samoa and i was offered a job crewing a yacht and I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And then I was like, no, I should go back and go to university. And so I got to university and I was like, ooh, I want to be an actor. I've always wanted to be an actor. And then I was like, no, I should study philosophy, which I did. And like, I just, yeah, I've had a lot of moments in my life where I'm like, huh, I wonder what it would have happened if I had started acting at 20 instead of whatever I am now. Like when I started, <laughs> I don't know. Old. Whatever it could possibly be. No, yeah. no one could find out. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. You, just, you didn't just say it on the podcast. I didn't just say it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What if I, what if I lived on a boat now in, in Mauritius with my, you know, I know, a battalion of men? I don't know. It's a totally different place. <laughs> who, who knows? Maybe if you had gotten that job on the yacht, a famous film director or casting director could have booked a tour on that yacht and you could have gone into acting all those years ago. Maddox, you're killing me now. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> Butterfly effect. Oh, but it is not reasonable for you to assume that because you went on that yacht, that would have happened. That definitely a casting director would have found you back then. But I'll never know. You'll I'll never, never know. know. 
<laughs> I, yeah. I guess I'll just say, f final thoughts, would anyone recommend that our audience check out Mr. Destiny? I would say yes, because it's a clear example of what it looks like when a bunch of white men get together and write a film hmm. that has three women in it who only are have the emotions emotional, vulnerable, and jealous, and are obsessed with the protagonist who's an asshole. Yeah, he's nothing uh, special, and yet everyone seems to focus on him because they seem to know magically that he is the protagonist of the film. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about that I wanted to bring up? Clint is my favorite character. Clint and his ex-wife. Hmm. Who, who's Clint? Wait, am I saying his name wrong? His best friend. Clip. Oh, John Lovitz. Clip. Uh, his name was Clip, which didn't make Clip. any goddamn sense as a name that a human would have. Clip. Clip Metzler was the character name. It's short okay. for Clippers. That's not a name either. <laughs> Let's just pick the weirdest name and give it to his best friend. Yeah. Done. This is Hairpin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Lovitz is um, great in this. I would watch this for John Lovitz. And should have had a bigger role. Again, if they wanted to make this a comedy, John Lovitz is going to be in every comedy of this era, at yeah. least in some role you might as well have given him some time yeah definitely but yeah also it. there's no reason why he wasn't friends with his friend anymore because <laughs> yeah, he was rich all right and would you recommend this to anyone i've oh man if you love um the wanton destruction of innocence um you know this is a great movie for you we've got uh beautiful cars being destroyed uh a dead dog if, if we have a dead dog and uh, there's a dead dog and courtney cox head to toe sequins breathtaking worth it and let's not forget, go fork yourself, right? That's a, be right. That's a beautiful moment. Go fork moment. yourself is in there. It's in there. I wrote it down in quotations. Oh, good. <laughs> you wouldn't want. Uh, and I will say, watch this film. If you're taking a, a film studies course and you want a, an example of the worst way to do voiceover at the start of your film. <laughs> Because it has the worst opening <laughs> ham-fisted voiceover of any film where they like clearly make something very clear to you and then say it in voiceover again anyway. <laughs> the proud, continuing the proud oh, yeah. tradition of Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the, the very theatrical release. They just assume that you're such an idiot you can't take anything in context. Everybody got that. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's lay this to rest then. Thank you so much, Ji Hang. Thank you so much, Anne, for coming out uh, and, and talking. I'm sorry I made you watch this film. Uh, thank <laughs> you to the audience for listening, and we will have a new film for you soon. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Maddox. Thank you. Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, Email breakawishpod at gmail.com. Join the Breakawish discussion group on Facebook. And you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at breakawish.ca. For more Anne McMaster, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at McMaster, or teaching Improv for Anxiety at the Second City Training Center online. For more Chi Hang Ma, you can check out her improvising for the Bad Dog TV channel on YouTube. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. So, what would you wish for?
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, hopefully some new friends. I'm Trisha Black, a queer East Coast comedian living in the big city of Toronto and the host of One More Round with Trisha Black. That's me. The podcast where I sit down and have a drink or two or three with a variety of guests. Folks that I want to get to know, people that inspire me, and friends who I just adore. It's kind of like an East Coast kitchen party, except if that kitchen were a studio and the conversation was the party. Brought to you by the Sonar Network. One more round with Trisha Black is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your sweet pods. So grab a drink and stick around for one more round. See what I did there? (laughs) 